Well, welcome to Diversity and Inclusion in Action podcast. Hi, I'm BJ Davis, the Creative Director and Lead Facilitator for BJD, Leadership Training and Team Development, here with my co-host, Scott Markowitz. Hello, Scott. Hey, guys. This is Scott Markowitz here. I'm also a Lead Facilitator for BJD Leadership Training and Team Development, along with being the founder of Unconstrained.me. This is going to be a blast, and I say that because we've invited some amazing guests on with us. We will be talking about change and bendability. Yes, Scott, and today we have two of our all-time favorite people, Ann Jagger and Jared Caldwell. Hello, Ann. How are you doing? I am doing very well, and thank you for having me. You are so welcome. You are so welcome. You know, Ann, you and I have known each other for quite a while. And I, I just love your energy, your positive energy. Anne is a screenwriter. She's also an award-winning author. The Quintet, Legends of Grey Wind. You're also a speaker, and I love to hear you talk. And an entrepreneur. Well, you've got your hands in everything. Um, I know that you love to dance. You're also a wonderful dancer. Swing dancing is probably my favorite thing to do because I can find myself sitting in front of my computer for hours upon hours writing. So I have to be very conscious of actually keeping myself in motion. And I have a blast and I have great people that I dance with every week. So it's it's very big for me. Yes. And good morning, Jared Caldwell. How's it going? He is EJD Leadership Training and Team Development Photographer and Videographer and and an amazing uh, visionary. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And I know you're a producer for one of the television stations. Am I right, Jared? Yes. I work at the ABC 11 news station. Um, I'm a marketing producer over there. So pretty much dealing with um, creating, writing, uh, producing and editing all of the commercials and teasers for the news and the station itself. I also have my own photography and film business, and we have been in business for about two years now. And yeah, so pretty much we're doing commercial photography and film for different corporations and businesses around the area. The name of your company, again, is New Debt Creations. So all of you out there, if you're looking for someone to help you brand your mission, I love your your slogan about cutting through the chatter and really getting down to the mission. And you do that so well. And we love that you've done it for BJD Leadership Training and Team Development. Welcome to the call this morning. Thank you. Uh, for for sharing your knowledge and your wisdom. So, Scott, let's go ahead and dive into our subject this morning. I'd like to ask you, Scott, what is the biggest reward you get out of being bendable? And I know you have to be bendable when you're working with me because that happens all the time. Uh, Yeah, I've got to bend over backwards to work with you. But, oh, (laughs) so here's the thing. No, you know, you know, that's not true. I, I only had to bend sideways halfway and then we kind of meet in the middle and we, uh, we, we rub our fingers together. That's weird. Okay. That sounds weird. I'm going to cut that off. That'll be funny. People love it. The thing that, the thing about being flexible is that you get to connect with other people that you wouldn't normally connect with. And it becomes a really enriching experience. You know, if you, if you don't make that, that initial gesture to, to begin to flex, then others will not begin to flex towards you. 
and and you miss out on so many connections. Jared, does that resonate with you? How does that land with with you? And do you have an experience maybe that you can share? Yeah, definitely. I think um, whenever we start talking about um, embracing change and being bendable and flexible in the workplace, um, I think it starts with the bendability. Uh, I think being bendable and being flexible is the key to change in the workplace. Um, and it's the key to progression and learning um, about other people and whoever you're working with. I think a uh, a particular situation with myself is um, whenever I'm writing and producing these spots for uh, the news station, we have to send out these scripts and we have to send out these rough drafts to a number of, of different people who then put in their input. And if I feel like if I'm I'm too stuck in my ways and I'm too stuck in and what I believe is right and, and not being open-minded to what other people have to say, then I'll never be able to learn and progress and, and perfect my craft and get better at what I'm doing. I love that. I love that. And, you know, I'm going to add on to that, uh, Jared, what, what you said is sometimes when I'm, you know, caught into trying to work with other people, I do hold uh, mm-hmm. tightly to my ideas, but if I let go, something bigger always happens. Right, and right. embracing change, which is a point actually we get to hear from Ann Jagger at the end of this podcast. That's beautiful. But I notice that when I'm too rigid and I hold on to my own beliefs, and a belief is only saying and believing something or thinking something repeatedly, doesn't make it true or not, that I don't allow a bigger picture. And every time I do, I, 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 I win. I win every time. Right. And and I know that you have to to bend and change all the time in your line of work. Can you share with us a situation that has happened to you even recently where bending and changing was a gift? Oh, absolutely. That is my life, bending and changing. It always has been. And I'm in a similar situation as Jared. And as a screenwriter, when I write... I have to be absolutely bendable, flexible. I have to be Gumby because if you're not, if you're not something like that, for those of you who are old enough to remember Gumby, uh, if we are not like that, then our work suffers for it. People have such wonderful ideas that can make what we do that much better and then it helps us to grow as a person. And it also brings uh, an element of, fun and joy into your life because now you're connecting with other people on a regular basis. I did this recently. Uh, I wrote a thriller screenplay and I sent it out to some of my fellow screenwriters and they came back with all sorts of comments. Some I will absolutely incorporate. Others I have to think about a little bit. Uh, because I, I, I'm still the screenwriter, and I know Jared understands this. He's still writing and editing the commercials, and he has a goal. So uh, you have to know when to say, yes, I'm bending a lot, or I'm going to bend a little bit, or I'm not bending on this part. Yeah, you know, I'm also in a similar situation as Jared and, and you, Anne, because uh, as director of post-production for a small advertising agency, I'm responsible for all the, uh, the film editing that we do, TV ads, um, internal communications, et cetera. And there was an instance where 
one of our producers was uh, reviewing some of the work that I had done and she felt that I had really missed the point in this one key aspect of this short film that we were making. My initial reaction was to become guarded, but then I, I was able to kind of just realize that that's a, a natural response, but it's not serving either one of us, you know, because now I'm creating this situation where there's conflict. And so I had to stop and recognize what I was feeling. And that's really the first step I think in flexing is actually recognizing and being present to where your starting point is because you, you, you have to, you have to be aware of where you're planted before you can start stretching and flexing to where a different point of view is. And so I was able to do that. I was able to take just a breath and, and acknowledge myself for having my own opinion and having my own perspective. But then I opened myself up and I asked some questions. How did you come to that opinion? Why do you think that's important to our client as opposed to what I'm saying? And that started a conversation. And then uh, that allowed me to, to really stop and listen to what was being said and the new perspective that was being proposed. At the very least, that gave me the chance to, to try to see it a different way. What do you guys think about that? Well, I will tell you right off the bat that I picked up something very wonderful in what you said, and I'm sure Jared and Ann heard it too, is check in with yourself first. Are you with me? Definitely. Yes, yes. Jared, do you agree? Check in with yourself because, you know, the other side of being bendable and change and, and being a little bit fluid is also when do we not bend? Mm -hmm not then and I think checking in with yourself and saying why does driving this emotion I'm feeling before you even make that change or you even start flexing is what is driving this is it going against my values or is it just I'm feeling threatened or I'm feeling you know it's something about me personally um, I'm feeling intimidated I have to check in all the time with myself and say okay am I just fighting it because it's something different or is it really going against my values? How do you feel about that, Jared? How do you, when do you not change? What will you not absolutely be bendable on? That's a great question. I think, like Scott was saying, it just takes a lot of self-evaluation. Um, and when it comes to, I guess, ideas in the workplace, it's easier to be more bendable, uh, but when it comes to life values and and what you stand for, um, I think that's when you need to get more more rooted and stand your grounds about what you believe in and and things like that. And I feel like in some situations it's easy to allow that to leak into your work values and and disrupt what you're trying to accomplish in the workplace. And I think that self awareness can help prevent that. Yeah, absolutely, Jared. Well said. You know, it's 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 important because uh, there is a temptation when you become rooted into a workplace to ad to adapt or uh, to adopt rather 
the, uh, the values of the organization that you're working for because that place provides you with the comfort and the safety of, you know, benefits and a, a, a paycheck. And, um, and it can be a temptation to lose yourself a little bit. And, right. you know, that's, that's a big part of the entire diversity and inclusion conversation is that how does an organization try to protect the individual's, you know, personal identity, identities and values and, and how do you, uh, as an organization flex towards empowering your employees to, to maintain that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and, but it's also part of our responsibility as employees. That's not up to the company that you work for. That's on you. It's like, it's like when you're playing poker, I, I, I'm living in Naples, Florida now. And, you know, it's like they say at the poker rooms, you got to protect your hand. Right, right. And by the way, Scott taught me to play poker. And I was invited oh, yeah. to his poker Friday night game once. Just one time, Jared, because I came into section. Yeah. And I'm going to need, need Scott to teach me because I don't know how to play poker at all. <laughs> oh, I will, t- I will teach you. Oh, 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 yeah, you said the, the key words there. Teach me how to play. Yeah, so, bring yeah. lots of cash. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I think that's uh, one thing that, Scott, you and I were talking about, and both of us agreed that Jared and Ann have this similar, and you are very much someone that, uh, you know, we, we can talk about bending, you know, to include people, but when we talk about real change, I mean, you can go from being a songwriter to accounting. You can go from being a screenwriter to being a producer. You can go from being an author to teaching people how to write a book. I think that's so amazing that you can compartmentalize your life. And what's the advantage of that? What do you think that does for your life uh, and to be able to change? Now, bending and changing are two different things, but you can actually pivot on a dime. Yes, you can. (laughs) Uh, I, it's a gift. I, I, I thought at first that being what I call a master generalist was a bad thing. And as I've gone through my years, I've realized that's exactly what I need to do because I inspire people to do what they want to do. I show them through my own actions that anything that you put your mind to, you can accomplish. If you're willing to put the effort into it, if you're willing to change, obviously you're going to change. Something has to change in your life for that to happen, but you have to be able to embrace it. And what better way to do it than to be an example? Yes, I love that. And very much with you too, uh, Jared, is that ability to pivot on a dime. How is that? How has that played out for you? Um, I think bendability, being able to bend and, and changing, are two different things. But I, I do believe that you can't change until you until you bend. You you have to be flexible in order to in order to create change, in order to to accept change. So I feel like that has been very it, it's been an advantage in what I'm doing with my business and it's helped me be able to communicate. 
Guys, I've got a question. Let's make this like really concrete for the people listening. I, I, I'd like to hear if you can go back, close your eyes, go back to a time you feel like you learned your biggest lesson and it was like, aha, like I need to be able to truly understand the person that I'm working with in order to flex towards them and make that adjustment. I will tell you, I learned about bendability and change at a very early age. I was in love and love and love, and you know what I'm talking about, guys, at about the age of 16, my first love, Jeffrey Miller, tall, beautiful, handsome. I was in love with him, and I went away to Muskogee, Oklahoma. For the summer, when I got back, Jeff was dating another girl, and I did not find out about it until I called. And his sister, I asked if Jeff, Jeff was there, and she said, hang on a minute, Mary. And I said, well, this isn't Mary. <laughs> so then I found out he was dating this girl down the street because she was closer, blah, blah, blah. I've never felt that pain before in my life. Here's the big thing. I had a decision when I walked into the first day of high school and Jeff and I shared the same friends and I could see him. He was so tall and he's standing around looking so beautiful and he's laughing with all of our friends. And I had a decision to make, ladies and gentlemen, am I going to change who I am with him from being that girlfriend and bend into a friendship because he was so worth it. We were such good friends. And, you know, for years and years, I've been in around that. He's still the love of my life. And we were always great friends. Always great friends. I'm glad I did that. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, BJ. You're welcome. That's a good story. I like it when you tell me stories. I know you do. <laughs> tell us a story, Annie, of your bending and your change. A change in my life was when I left New England to come to North Carolina. It was very important for my husband at the time to find somewhere else to work. Jobs in New England 25, a little over 25 years ago, were not plentiful. And my entire family was up there. I had ownership in a business up there, very lucrative business. But he was having difficulty in the only places that he could find work was outside New England. So not only did I have to bend, I had to ha help my children bend. And we had to change our entire life in order to come here. I could have kicked and fought and screamed. And the kids did a little bit, obviously. But I had to show them that it was okay to do this, that it was good for all of us. And we made the move. It was easier for two of my children. One of them fought and kicked for about a year. And then she finally got the change uh, accepted. And we started a new life here. Yes, yes. Thanks for sharing, Annie. We appreciate it. Scott, tell us a story. Well, there, uh, there was a time when I was working for uh, Alchemy X and we were producing a TV show for Food Network. And I was asked by, by some of the management to, to find a much more efficient way of editing the show. It was uh, at the time we were doing the um, Dinner Impossible show, which was the flagship show for the Food Network at the time. 
and they they wanted to streamline their process and so they can get more profits and so like I underwent some research and um, locked myself in a in an edit suite for a, for a couple of weeks and I came out with a way to actually save quite a bit of time off of the the editing process and I brought it to the management because I found a way to make each show get edited almost in half the time. So that's much more than just streamlining. That's like crazy efficiency. And collectively, we decided, you know what? We're just going to leave it the way it is. And I'll tell you why. It's because we were responsible for the livelihoods of, of freelance editors, writers, and producers. And if we were to just announce to them, okay, starting tomorrow, you're only going to get half as much money for each episode. That would have really affected them in a bad way. And so, you know, we just decided this is awesome. And this is, this is going to be great the next time we do a show. Right. So, um, you know, I think that was like a really powerful way for me to, to internalize the fact that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And, um, and whenever you are flexing into somebody else's space, it's, it's most important to take their needs and their thoughts and, and feelings and concerns and put that like as the utmost priority in the equation. Because whenever you're trying to deal with other people and communicate with other people, the most important thing is understanding like at a true deep level where they're coming from. I love that. It's kind of like this, Scott. You know, if you can't make the change because it's not good for everyone, maybe you need to change your mind about the change. Yeah, That's absolutely. Beautiful. Really a cool story. You know, Tony Robbins said, stay committed to your decisions and flexible to your approach. I love that. So, you know, Scott, let's give our audience a challenge when we talk about being bendable and bending into change and accepting change is we want you to think of one subject that you're really, really stuck on, whether that's your attitude towards your mother-in-law or maybe a co-worker or maybe a project that you are just so, so, so right on. And uh, we challenge you this month to be a little bit bendable. And what we mean by bendable, right team, is to be open to change. Maybe let somebody in the traffic. That's a great way to be bendable. Maybe let somebody in... Uh, ahead of you in the grocery store, that's being bendable. Maybe you don't have that parking lot, that parking space that you thought you needed all the time. So, yes, let's practice change and bendability. Absolutely. I think that Anne is going to take us out today. And first of all, uh, Scott and I appreciate both of you being on the call tonight. And Anne, can you read your, cha your change point for us? Absolutely, I'd be happy to do that. The poem is entitled Reaku Nomentis Deade. Change comes early, change comes late. Change will come as you sit and wait. Like it or not, you are not immune. Your life will change, so get in tune. Embrace your life as it shifts gears. Change can bring joy and sometimes tears. Change is exciting. 
The possibilities abound. Stop trying to control it. You'll never win a single round. How many times have you worried about change? Only to realize what you feared is now estranged. So you move on. And tomorrow is now today. Embrace change. Say reaku nomentis deade. I love that. Ryaku demente deade. Am I close? Reaku. Yeah, close, close. Reaku nomentis deade. Okay, Scott, you take a stab at it. Close, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. I was never good at a foreign language. Yeah, especially one that's not a real one. Huh? They're all real languages. They're all made up like that. By the yeah. way, that, that comes out of the book. Again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Ann Jagger. She goes by Annie Morcom. He is a writer, publisher, and author of The Legend of Grey Winds a five-book series for the tweens out there, a wonderful gift. Jared Caldwell, I love you with all my heart. I have enjoyed working with you, and your energy is just amazing. Um, thank you for being on the call again tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. I'm thank you. I'm your co-host, BJ Davis, with... Scott Markowitz. Yes, and you can ask us any question on our Facebook page. Or you can connect to us on the BJD Leadership Training and Team Development page on the LinkedIn. And follow our blogs and our articles on the website, www.coachbjd.com. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you again. Thank Very you, good. Appreciate cool, it. Thanks. And take care and God bless. And rock on. Rock on. Rock on.